0: But I kind of was just like, I have a lot more going for me than just being pretty in front of the camera. And I was in—I was just entering college at that point. Um, I had just hit that point in my life where I was, like, very self-secure myself enough to do modeling. So I kind of was like, you know what? I don't really need to do this like this. Like, let's figure out a rebrand and how I can, like, maintain the idea of, like, not only just being, like, good at pictures and concepts and styling but also like where does that fit in my long-term career goals outside of like a creative
1: I can say <laughs> it has been a very long time since i've been behind the microphone like this it, it almost feels nostalgic to, t- to tell you the truth but i'm back with this episode MugenCast episode 61 and before i get into my amazing guests that i had on for for this i don't want to say this week's episode so i'll just say this episode <laughs> I do want to talk about a few things since it's been so long um, and give you guys somewhat of an update of what I've been doing, why I haven't been releasing podcasts and what I have planned for this podcast going forward. Um, I think it's been a year since I've actually released an episode. I believe my last episode, episode 60, was in March. And funny enough, that was all to do about creativity and pushing through and et cetera, et cetera. So as you can see, I I, I wasn't able to... Uh, actually put those things into action as, as well as I should have. Uh, but I haven't been completely lazy. I've been doing other things. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of dive into that right now. So I moved. That was that was a big thing that happened. Some career changes <laughs> also kind of took place, uh, getting deeper into my career, I should say. And also just pursuing creativity in whatever form it came to me in. I did more photography in 2021 than I did in 2020, for sure which was a good thing, but still not enough of it, so I hope to ramp that up this year. Um and yeah, just just life life got away from me a little bit. And I and, and Cast was not something I was uh continuing on as as much as I should have to to tell the honest truth. I have been very active on my other podcast though, uh, the Transition podcast. If you haven't listened to it, make sure you go check it out on iTunes, Spotify, etc. Um and I think that's cuz I have a co-host, so we we help to to keep each other Keep each other in line, I guess, for lack of a better term. Keep keep each other honest about doing the podcast on a week-to-week basis. And um, yeah, it's it's just so easy to do, whereas Mooncast, it's it's a lot of thought that goes into these episodes. At least I try to put a decent amount of thought into them of what guests I would like, how I would like the podcast to go, what the topic should be. You know, researching the the guests themselves. If it's if it's kind of an interview esque style, so these definitely take a lot more time, and time is not something I have a ton of. Um, so it it led to Mugencast not being made, and taking quite honestly a hiatus. And I wanted to take a hiatus until until a few things happened. until I could one reasonably see myself being able to make at least one of these a month. Um, once every two weeks would be great, but I'm not going to get my hopes up, so I'll just say one a month. And secondly, if I get the guests that I want to have on the show. One thing, this is a very guest-driven show for the most part. I, there are times I do solo shows and just talk to the microphone and all that good stuff. But my, my want, my vision for Mooncast is to be very very guest-centric, very guest-driven. Because I just think there's so much value out there of people other than myself. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to be too narcissistic. Um, so, so, yeah, if, if I can't get the guests that I have in mind or that I want, I don't want to force an episode or do something that doesn't really feel authentic to the purpose of the show. Um, I, at least I think that makes sense. But And, and that also kind of stops me from making as, as many as I want because sometimes people have busy schedules. Sometimes it's hard to get in touch with people. Interviews fall through, et cetera um but i'll just have to i don't know target guests better and find people who are available i suppose but that's mooncast in a nutshell i was gone for 2021 for the most part i'm back now i hope to be making more episodes and yeah hopefully i'm able to to stick to that promise but getting to my guest for today nyla murray an awesome 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 guest (laughs) that i had the pleasure of interviewing for this for this episode and honestly, I had had her in mind to interview for a little bit now. Um, she, she, as you'll hear in the episode, per, puts out just a really positive online presence. And I think is a, a great example of what an influence, influencer should look like today. Um, you know, actually cares about their following, actually wants to use it for a positive purpose. And there's meaning behind it. It's, there's thought behind it um, the influence of social media, balancing it with regular life or all types of things that we talk about. And overall, she's just very personable and relatable. I mean, I think as you'll hear in the episode, we, we don't really know each other very well, <laughs> you know, before it was the first time we're really talking to face to face. And it felt like, you know, just a great conversation you'd have with a friend. So I hope that comes through with you listening to the, to the episode, uh, after the fact. But uh, without further ado, I don't like to talk too much in these intros, but I've already been rambling on for a little bit. So we'll get into it. Moving Cast, episode 61. Okay, uh, normally, um, I know you were telling me that you're more of a cold weather person and I am not a cold weather person. So <laughs> I'm, I'm like I'm tempted if, if you hear me, like turn on my space heater during this this podcast, like don't be uh, don't be alarmed
0: <laughs> as somebody with low iron. How could I judge? Oh, you? my goodness. I didn't know that
1: my sister has that, um, that that's that same issue, actually. Um, and I think yeah, it's you,
0: always cold.
1: You, you just can't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, one thing I was uh, also wondering, I should clarify. How do you pronounce your name? I want to be sure I, make, I, I say it correctly.
0: Nyla. Oh, really? Yeah, it's okay. Nyla. I was here worried. Yeah. Of like, I know. Maybe it's All those else. extra <laughs> letters. All those extra letters. I know. But I, it, it kind of confuses me because, like, I guess if I were looking at my, my own name, I'd be like, how do I say this? Yeah. But the other day, I literally went into a restaurant for breakfast, and she was like, okay, Nyla Murray. And I was like, whoa, how did you get that? And she was like, it's pretty easy. So now I'm like second guessing myself. Yeah. Was it simple? Like, all I don't long? know. But <laughs> yeah, like, have I been enabling the
1: problem? <laughs> Who knows? Was it? Was it me the entire time of letting people? So so how do people pronounce your name like wrong? Do they say like Nyala? Do they say?
0: Yeah, was... usually it's like Nyala, which I completely understand because you're just pronouncing every letter there. Um, yeah. I've heard some really crazy stuff, though, like. Give me one. I don't I don't know. Like it it catches you so off guard. It feels like an (laughs) error in a matrix. You're like, What? I don't know. I've had people completely just call me something else like Natalie once.
1: Natalie Where?
0: Where Where did you see that? And I just kinda chalked it up to like, okay, well maybe I remind them of a Natalie that they know. Maybe the
1: Y turned into a T. It's just like oh, Natalie. I don't know, maybe they just
0: glanced at it really quick or something. I don't know. But I was like, come on that was that was really egregious i do
1: have like just like a tiny bit of um anytime that i'm interviewing someone or even just talking to someone regularly i do have a little bit of anxiety of like do i know how to pronounce this word the way it should be pronounced because i'm not sure if you have this too but like i'll be reading something um like in my head and then when i read it in my head i realize that i like pronounced it wrong i'm like that's not even how you say that word but unless you like speak it out you don't even realize that you're mispronouncing it so i'm like i wonder if i'm doing that with people's names like just by accident but
0: I kind of chalk know. it up to like, I don't know, like I always like blame stuff on that, like for one, like because I'm from Philly. So I always tell people like, yeah, I pronounce things very differently. And I just found out I was pronouncing Hyundai, Hyundai, whatever it was, <laughs> um, and p- incorrectly because somebody was like, what car? And I was like, a Hyundai or a Hyundai. Oh, and and she was neck
1: like, movement too. like uh, obviously.
0: what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? And I'm like, have you never seen that car? And <laughs>
1: Wait, so so how do you pronounce it again? You said Hyundai?
0: I say Hyundai
1: Hyundai. and then and I just said I'm pretty sure
0: that's not it. Oh, I removed the Y altogether
1: because I think that's what throws me off. I'm like, I don't even want to.
0: I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. And my friend corrected me about 10 times. But, you know, when you're like so used to something, you're like, you know what I meant?
1: How do you say how do you say water?
0: All right. I am not the water Philadelphia no more. I'm water because now I do a lot of like public speaking stuff, so you can't, <laughs> it's, it's only so much you can get away with the Philadelphia stuff. You can't say water all the time.
1: Uh, it's, it always cracks me when people do that. I'm just like, I just just look at them slightly and they know exactly what I'm thinking, but I'm like, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna judge you. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I think I pronounced.
0: I used to say it.
1: You said, you. oh, you used to say it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, but then like you get to enough events and they're like, come on,
1: water, come on, movie? and it's like,
0: <laughs> Car, water, like it's just—it's just a lot of dialect stuff.
1: Wait, so so are you from Philadelphia, like originally, like born and raised, or? Oh.
0: Yeah, born and raised. Phillies in my blood. Eagles and yeah, forget the Eagles. <laughs> they make the playoffs this year. So where where
1: did you, where did you grow up?
0: <laughs> so I'm from that weird part of Philadelphia, Roxborough, which is I think. Oh, that's
1: like near where I live now. How funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people I feel like now live in like Manny Young. and yeah. like that esque area, East Falls. Mm-hmm. But back when I was growing up, nobody knew what Roxborough was, did they, did, so it was really hard to be like.
1: Did they try to like discount you as not being from Philadelphia? You're like, no, you're not from Philadelphia. You're from Roxborough. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, they did, and it's fine. But now it's like, the weird part about that is like everybody's like, yeah, the best cheesesteaks are DeLisandro's, and I'm like, okay, but where are DeLisandro's? Roxborough, and so you have to admit <laughs>
1: <laughs> Clearly that it's have Philadelphia, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So.
0: Yeah, it's always so backwards. People are like, that's not Philly. So why do you come up here to get a cheesesteak then?
1: Riddle me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so born and raised in in, in Roxborough. um, where did where did you go to school? Slash are going to school right now, by the way.
0: Uh currently at Drexel oh, for law Drexel. school. <laughs> yeah, and went to Drexel for undergrad, so my professor jokingly called me a double dragon.
1: I, I had to nip that, love that in the bud. <laughs>
0: Had to nip that in the bud. Oh, no, you don't like I was it? Like, oh no no no! It's it's like, it's already like funny that our mascot is a dragon. Okay. You don't,
1: you think that's funny? Like, I thought it was cool, honestly.
0: It's cool when you're not there.
1: <laughs> <I feel like. laughs> maybe maybe.
0: Yeah, when you're not there, it's like ooh a dragon. Yeah. When you're there, it's like, what's up with this Dungeons and Dragons crap they got going on? For Boo! Like, <laughs> yeah, literally tomato tomato yeah. tomato. Um, <laughs>
1: So there's nothing. I love the school spirit. Help. I can tell that you were very much, <laughs> uh, very much into that.
0: I was actually. How the crazy part is like I did a lot of stuff for Drexel. I just don't support our. Don't get me wrong. I I love Mario the Dragon. Okay. I oh, his name's Mario. Origin story. Yeah, his name's. It, that makes it worse, right? That
1: that definitely makes it worse. That makes it way worse. Right? Just call him the dragon. Some South
0: Philadelphian dragon named Mario. No, that's, like, that's
1: a boo. That's a boo.
0: Yeah, literally. <laughs> but most people don't see that. They just think, oh, dragons. Like, yeah, his name's Mario. So he's a whole copyright thing going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Litigation surrounding <laughs> what the yeah. uh, 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 who's allowed to call him that or not. That's I I did not know that. Wow, learn something new every yeah, day. Yeah, they don't play
0: about Mario. I it's in every like. Student orientation, like Mario oh. the dragon, and it's like just call him the dragon.
1: It's funny. I went to I went to S J U, um, and we don't have yeah. any type of like. I, I It's just the hawk. That's this is what it is. He has no name. He is just the animal. <laughs> like, it's 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 very straightforward. So, but I know I
0: would take a real animal rather than like one that doesn't exist. But what if you
1: had like a beaver or something like? Wouldn't that, like, bother you? Then we're
0: a beaver. Really? It's not like the teams are any good. It's not like our teams are any good. If we're going to be dragons, we might as well be good.
1: So, wait. So, the Drexel, like, sports teams and stuff, they weren't, like, anything of note?
0: You didn't hear it from me. That's what other people say. Wink, wink. I'll make sure Um. to, like, clip
1: that and make sure that's the main audio recording (laughs) for this thing. Set it all around. Nice. (laughs) Um, but anyway, to, to, to get into even though we, I, I love talking mascots. Um, <laughs> the main reason I, I wanted to have you come on today is to talk about your online presence. Um, and I came across your page really randomly. I feel like, um, uh, it's just, you know, every now and then, yeah, I
0: feel like that usually happens. Like people are always yeah. like, I saw you on my explore page and I don't know why, Yeah, but I was like, ew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you got there. Uh, it was probably like a year ago now. Um. And I, I just happened to click on your profile. I was like, wow, they take really nice pictures. Cool. And obviously, Thanks. me, yeah, you're welcome. And me being into photography, I was like, okay, like, this is definitely worth a worth a follow. Um, and then just kind of kept up on, like, different things you would post, your different kind of mini-series and stuff, your day in the life type of stuff, which is interesting. Um, and I was like, you know what? This, 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 this would be a perfect um, perfect conversation to have uh, to, to kind of discuss what you've been doing and how you got into it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so your Instagram is naturally Nyla. Um, and I think yes. you're approaching 10,000 followers, which is, I think that's pretty cool. It's like a nice little milestone, right? You know, it's a
0: weird, I think it's weird because like every time I hit the new thousand number, right, I'm right. like, wow, it's working. And then I get really freaked out. Cause like, you know, stalkers and <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, my, I'm on the line now. People are looking for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like. Well, my best friend, I guess she put it like best. Mm. It's funny. She said it this morning. She was like, if I Google you, Nyla, everything I need to know comes up. So I don't need your Instagram. Ooh, and I was like, oh, thanks. Wow. That's nice. <laughs> I
1: was I was gonna say there are so those people that kind of Google themselves every now and then just to see like what's going on like what information about me is out there. I do that every now and then for me too. But thankfully there's a lot of people called Dimitri Williams and, and nothing for me really comes up. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I could just. There's only so many off,
0: <laughs> named Nyla with this spelling. Yeah, I was gonna you say the to spelling is what gets you. <laughs> it's yeah, like, oh, there she is. I think I really have to thank my mom for it. I'm like, you know, you make it so easy for me to get kidnapped one day. <laughs>
1: It's I'm sure so so that doesn't easy. prick her con- her conscience at all, but
0: no, she's always like, oh yeah, I was very unique. She takes it as a compliment. So.
1: Creative, oh, just like <laughs> you. I guess I guess Apple didn't fall far from the tree. So, yeah. when did you when did you originally get into like creating things or having like that creative impetus? Like, was w- was that in childhood that you were a very creative person? Did that come a little bit later? You Kind of like walk me through. I that. guess,
0: I guess. I've always been a creative person, cool. but I think, like many young girls in like middle school, we all watched America's Next Top Model, and we I watched like, yeah, "As too. soon as I'm 18, <laughs> see, as soon as I'm 18, I'm auditioning. I'm gonna model. Hell I'm gonna no. be this. I'm gonna that. I don't Why need not? a job. I'm gonna be Tyra, right?" Yeah, of course. But I really got into modeling around like 2016, 2017, okay. and I kind of hated it, and really? not because like. Not because of the art, but because of the environment modeling I feel yeah, like was back then. I could then. see that, yeah. And, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not a catty person, I'm competitive in a way that, like, I want a lot of things for myself, but I don't want to really compete with others More kind of like way. competing so
1: against I, yourself, I guess, more than others. Maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, because, like, that's the cool. only thing I can actually control. This is true. But, that being said, I feel like modeling is a very snatch the rug under up on you for some gigs type of thing. Yeah especially me or you and i'm choosing
1: me (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: and i mean i get it but i kind of was just like i have a lot more going for me than just being pretty in front of the camera Yeah, of course and i was in i was just entering college at that point um i had just hit that point in my life where i was like very self-secure myself enough to do modeling so i kind of was like you know what don't really need to do this like this like let's figure out a rebrand and how i can like maintain the idea of like not only just being like good at pictures and concepts and styling but also like where does that fit in my long-term career goals outside of like a creative aspect
1: cool awesome and it's funny because i think whenever I I hear someone's origin stories I I often kind of like compared to like the the typical one that I hear of like oh you know I I started doing this and then it's the kind of like that snowball effect takes place and then it goes wherever it goes Um, but then uh, it's interesting to me that you were I I feel like you had like a very realistic sense of how things actually work despite just kind of starting out in like a modeling sense or um, that kind of area of creativity because i at least for me or i I think for a lot of other people whenever i when i found that first thing that i liked it's just instantly i'm just like all right this is going to be you know i'm going to be doing this long term and it's kind of like that dream stage a little bit that you're just kind of like head in the clouds um and it's, it's blissful for a while until you kind of like realize what's actually going on um which is which is sometimes a little bit more disappointing so after you found out um you know maybe that wouldn't be the like fully what you're putting your effort into you won't be on America's Next Top Model and doing all that type of stuff that they asked those those poor yeah, girls to do. they
0: really missed out on me. They really missed out. If
1: only. If only they had, they, if Tyra could have gotten in contact with you.
0: It's not too late, though. Yeah, then I would have been, I would have been viral. She would have been screaming at me because I didn't care about elimination, so.
1: You I don't think anyone got along with Tyra Banks, did, did they? Like, I think they just kind of tried to survive her. Yeah the Tyra experience surviving Tyra (laughs) yeah,
0: surviving Tyra that
1: that's Mm -hmm. like a show in and of itself honestly they could use with (laughs) like (laughs) ex-participants so so what was the next step for you after that um you know entering college I think is kind of too passive that you might kind of fall off with things or you'll keep going and kind of integrate it into your life so obviously you decide to to kind of integrate and keep it going so what how did you how'd you do that
0: yeah so I don't know if Instagram is like on my radar at that point like I think everybody had one but it was like kind of early is maybe anybody actually yeah i i had one at like 2017-ish i don't know if i had it before high school but if i did i never used it mm. i was very much so social medias are for memes but then <laughs> i kind of started thinking like <laughs> well why does it have to be for memes like i don't know all these celebrities are running to it like True. i feel like modeling is just going to become a remote thing so let me dibble and dabble and get this social media presence up with my previous portfolio. And that's kind of what happened next. I just started reposting, like, all of the stuff I did have mm. portfolio-wise.
1: Interesting. And then that started to kind of gain traction a little bit. And it was, yeah, went it was, from there.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was kind of how I'd like it, like... I guess evolutionized at that point Mm. because it was like at the at that time in instagram nobody was worried about obviously brand deal sponsorships and influencers they were kind of just like worried about celebrities and models yeah and i had i had some pretty good work so i was like you know what why not especially because i think at that time modeling became less about the eurocentric skinny super tall person on social media and more so the relatable Mm. philly johns that you can see every day like who are these undiscovered gems like where are they at what are they doing
1: <laughs> what, what are they doing that's that's such a great what are point they doing? that and that that definitely was like a yeah yeah time period rise you're, you're so correct because there was like i think with the wave of body positivity it definitely kind of flowed over to to that like social media world as well of that you know if you're six feet tall and weigh a hundred pounds, you're not just going to be automatically considered beautiful. Like the traditional stuff started to go out and the untraditional started to, to be a little bit more desired. It's like it, it flipped in a way. Like if you have freckles, that's now, you know, a great thing. If you have X, yeah, Y, and Z, this heterochromia, is great th- like, Yeah.
0: Heterochromia is a thing that people want when it would be like, you know, people scarize it like as a freak disease. That's like how I view glasses and braces at some point. Mm. Like, some point, everybody hated having glasses and braces, and then it became trendy. Now it's to cool. Have it. Now it's cool. Yeah, so when I was looking at Instagram back then, I was like, what's more perfect than a time for right now when the natural hair movement is especially taking off and all I do is wear my hair as it is?
1: And you chose the perfect name, too Naturally Nyla. It's just yeah, blows it's right a, off the tongue.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought about changing it, but I haven't really made that decision yet because it still means something.
1: The alliteration is good with it, so it's like, why not? Why not stick right? with it?
0: <laughs> yeah. One of my friends said it gives me MySpace, And I was like, and everybody has fond memories. Of I was going to say, and that's a good thing. That's a positive memory <laughs> <Right>? is my <MySpace. laughs> right. That was a
1: whole different social media era. Oh, my gosh. That feels like forever ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, the cringe, the cringe. That's the one thing that didn't live forever on the Internet. I was going to say, like, could you imagine if someone
1: pulled up your MySpace now to see the things that you're posting or talking about? Ugh. oh I shiver I, at the thought
0: i wouldn't <laughs> I'd be okay just said okay? i was, a, I was a, yeah I'd still be a meme I was just a meme music person i barely posted anything
1: okay got you cool you, you, you yeah it's funny because I remember there's the people who like posted their entire lives like like they would kind of like annotate their day, I guess, or like give people updates on how they're like Twitter. Oh, gosh, it was so like beginnings of Twitter. Yeah, beginnings
0: of Twitter when everybody was like, what the hell is Twitter? (laughs) Are you writing about your day? But everybody's liking it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it just kind (laughs) of kept going. People put eyeballs on it. But to to get back to the um, kind of that like body positivity and shift of that, like that paradigm shift that kind of happened somewhat. Do you think that it's it's kind of interesting how social media works like that of this is unpopular one day and it's very popular the next day as someone mm-hmm. who's, you know, on the platform, Instagram or TikTok or et cetera, does that ever bother you somewhat of just kind of the the irony of, of what gets popular quickly or just how things change? It's like we shouldn't even be attached to anything at this point because uh, tomorrow it could be completely different. Do you, do you ever feel that way?
0: Yeah. I actually yeah I do and I feel like a lot of my beginning Instagram navigation stages were trying to also navigate that mm, like mm. if I want to get not only just attention but the right attention I need to be following these trends even though I don't like them Right, like there's a lot right. of ugly clothing items that were trending at some point and it's not like I wanted to wear them but like right. you wear them because of the attention and as I've now grown like up in the sphere now that I'm on like TikTok cringe as my old self um <laughs> I realize, like, I realize it has less to do with trends. I can care less about them now because Mm -hmm. at some point, the content that wasn't trendy is going to trend. You just need to give it some time. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I see it. Like, now I feel like the way people dress now is very, like, minimalistic and neutral, Mm -hmm. which I attribute to, like, the pandemic hitting also Mm -hmm. because, like, not everybody... Everybody's in, like, an economic stripe, so it's, like, very trendy to thrift and wear less colors. And less colors means less dye and expensive fabric. So, like, that's kind of how I saw it. Yeah. And who knows what it'll be in, like, another five, maybe a year or so. But it's going to keep coming back. Like, things from the 90s came back. Things from the 2000s came back. Like, it's just going to keep coming back. So, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's really annoying. I think it's really annoying, especially now that I'm, like, an adult and not, like, a young teen yeah. seeing it because I hate, 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 hate seeing young girls trying to conform. But who am I to judge when I was in that stage of life and trying to figure it out too?
1: Yeah. And I, I, I guess that's the thing seeing it. And I, I was thinking the same thing and you can, I think we're around the same age probably. So you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you like have the same <laughs> belief. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting to me now because like when being a 90s baby you didn't always have social media like it, it started when you were like 10 12 ish but now yeah the kids like they were born with social media already being a thing and I, I feel like they're so different i i hate to be that old man like kids these days blah blah blah, blah. but it's just it's so true to just see the way they kind of latch on to things and i think I, I almost think they take it more seriously than like our generation yeah. did. you know like we had our time of doing our things but I, sometimes it worries me that um, with with growing up with social media, it kind of I don't know it, it warps like perception a little bit. I think I don't know.
0: Yeah, and that's why I always like that's why I'm thankful for TikTok because I feel like no, that's a, that's a sentence that I haven't heard before. Yeah. no, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say maybe because it's hot I'm take incoming. Of TikTok, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm thankful for TikTok yeah. in this aspect because I feel like Instagram's dying off. Like, there's no changing Instagram at this point. Certain content is just going to work on Instagram and realistic content just not going to work all the time. Yeah. And that's fine. At least for me, who's like in a pretty comfortable follower space right now. But that being said, I think TikTok, you can be as like realistic as you want mm-hmm. without any worries. And that's why I'm always telling people like, I, mean, I get like comments and stuff who are like, how could you be so upset about law school? Like, why and it's like it's a joke (laughs) like why would i want to glamorize something that's not glamorous right
1: yeah that's like that's the irony of it i guess
0: yeah literally i I think your your profile it's
1: like uh it's like a beautiful woman stuck in law school or like a baddie stuck in law school or something like that and that (laughs) makes me laugh i
0: changed it to a a hottie stuck in law school yeah yeah (laughs) right and I just that's kinda how I see it. I'm thankful in a way that like you can be as realistic as you want in TikTok and just like make dark humor jokes and just that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's funny. To people that at least know it, like my law school followers, they know law school's disgusting. But you know, we love it.
1: <laughs> I love I, I love the choice of words.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross.
1: Oh, and and that's that's perfect because that leads right into what I was going to ask next. Because, you know, more or less I I see the path of this of, okay, you continue going through college. But I think after college is like another inflection point of, okay, this was fun. This was cool. The creative stuff, I mean. Um, A lot of people Mm -hmm. fall out of love with it. A lot of people just find something else to do. And it is time consuming. I mean, keeping up with posting every other day or every few times a week, whatever, and coming up with new ideas that kind of interest people, that's, It's time consuming, it's a job almost. Um, So when you were about to start law school, which I would imagine that you know is going to be a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of um, attention garnered towards that. Yeah, I I hear the stress in your side. But (laughs) knowing this, what made you decide to to continue with it? What kind of drove you to, to not abandon what you had built up at that point? I'm not sure what follower number or whatever you were at, but I assume it was fairly significant.
0: Yeah, I think I was um at like seven thousand, like, mm. and that was I think that's pretty generous considering I wasn't consistent enough either. Nice,
1: okay. Um, they loved so, you. <laughs>
0: yeah, who knows why? <laughs> but, <laughs> law school hits. It's a great sense I, of humor. I think that <laughs> law school hits, and I think it's very clear like when the plateau happens on a lot of my social media platforms because it's like stagnant. Like, there's no change in date. I kind of wipe a lot of, like, college stuff off the, like, grid just because, like, I don't know what I plan to do in law school and, like, who's going to see what necessarily. Yeah, very true. So, I'm wiping it clean. I'm wiping it clean. A lot of my content on Instagram now, I believe, the earliest would be 2020, and I think that was, like, 2020 graduation at that. Mm. So, I start law school, I hit this plateau, and I'm like, wow, like, as much as I enjoy being here, this sucks. It sucks. (laughs) <laughs> and the best part is, like, I'm saying it to other people, and they're like, Yeah, it really does suck here. Mm, and misery Gene loves is company. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. We're all just one happy bunch. So, and I remember vividly the dean was like, Please find something outside of this to make you happy. Oh my he didn't God. Like that, but that's kind <laughs> of like, <laughs> That's what he said. My so, goodness. He, yeah, no, it's really. Two, At least like, he was worried about day your day mental day.
1: health. He's, he's just thinking, oh, Okay, if these kids they keep say. going, they're going to, like, just go crazy. So, take yeah, pictures. Go do literally. something. <laughs> <laughs> go draw. So
0: everybody had a different things. Yeah, it was kind of just like you know everybody has lives outside of law school and various different aspects. And I cool. kind of was just like, man, I'm getting dressed up to go to class. I'm missing good opportunities for fit pics. And then I hit this point where it's like, I hate to say I'm class clown, but like, I don't mind cracking a joke in a very serious sphere. You g- you give bear, me that um
1: that vibe. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm the dark humor person. Like, all right. (laughs) Nice. Segregation. Am I right? I'm right here next to you. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm that person. And I vividly remember this girl. I'm going to shout her out because I love Lark. Okay. Lark. (laughs) Turns around and looks at me one day, I think, like, of one of Instagram's shutdown days. And I, I, I hate to say it, I was the happiest person on Instagram shutdown days because nobody was on social media that day mm. so everybody had to find something else to do interesting when and i just thought it was the greatest thing ever and i'm like everybody's off it we're all normal again yeah just so, for a day <laughs> yeah just for the day yeah. it was really good though i was cracking up because a lot of people were stressed out in class and i was like you need so you need instagram that bad we that's a study. bad sign but um <laughs> yeah it's really bad i can only imagine how kids are now knowing that, like they actually need exactly it. yeah so yeah she turns around and she looks at me. She goes, "Nyla, why aren't you on TikTok? And I go, mm,
1: I'm kind of old for TikTok, right? I'm kind of old for TikTok, says <laughs> a 22 year old, 23 year old. Oh, I'm um, 24. 24 year old, yeah. excuse me.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Like, because TikTok took off and it's like teeny Absolutely.
1: I, I completely kinda... agree, though. I felt the same yeah, way when it I... came out and I was, you know, 22. And I was like, I'm not going to be playing with you 16 year olds. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm mature. So it's like,
0: all right. They're like they're funny to watch, but like I'm too old to be on there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't it a little weird? And I'm in the law, so like, that's not How okay. How can those two things like, like
1: intersect? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and she's like, no, you're like hilarious, and I, I was just like, all right, well, you can just leave me alone, Lark. I'm not getting on TikTok. Like, come on, we're grown adults here. Yeah, I joined TikTok the next day. So <laughs> that's kind of what happened, <laughs> and I just was like. Let me just make a bunch of inside jokes about law school and see See what happens who who gets on it. And that became a thing because it was just like, who is this girl suffering in law right now? Yeah. (laughs) And then I just started, you know, I post tips here and there, like how to get into law school. Because I feel like that's the best resource I can offer as opposed to like how to succeed or what it's like to be a lawyer yet. I'm sure i'll have tons of jokes when i am bar certified and everything but like right now i think it just provides a realistic expectation of like if you're gonna go you're gonna understand this joke better but like also like it's kind of garbage but it's good garbage (laughs) good garbage (laughs) yeah good garbage positive
1: refuse (laughs) that's a good way to think about it
0: (laughs) but just know like there's also a community of people here who like also know it's garbage but we're all in this together yeah
1: yeah I, i think School is 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 a <laughs> podcast is taking a negative turn. It's a good place yeah, for right? for commiseration, <laughs> I think, um, because it, it's just everyone going through the same thing. Everyone's stressed out. Everyone's wondering if you know X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And there's levity in those moments. I think of you know what, this isn't so bad after all. With you guys, kind of yeah. <laughs> with me, it's 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 a little fun. Um, yeah
0: I, and it's like it can be funny you can make absolutely. a joke out of it like as serious as it is you can make a joke humor out humor and like, everything there's so many things yeah literally and there's so many things when you get into law school like everybody can relate to like you know how many people have asked me for legal advice
1: a oh, lot I, I imagine
0: <laughs> yeah like re- a ridiculous amount and that's not just like face-to-face requests yeah. that means instagram dms I from people i don't know
1: what type of requests um, do you get what do they ask you about hey i need to beat this well, case like, I, what should i do basically
0: yeah first oh, i was they joking like, okay <laughs> <laughs> no lay, literally they lay out their entire life story oh god i know everybody's business oh my goodness and they're like so do you think you can help me and i go Oof, i can help you do a google search for some lawyers uh i don't know what to tell you like i, I can't i mean I can't you're not even
1: you. you haven't finished your law path yet so that's that's both of them yeah, to assume. It's a little,
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I'm always like, do you expect this to be free if I but of course
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just seem so nice yeah, charity oh, work. Nice yeah. Pro bono. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nice does not pay bills. So, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I hear. So, okay. Um, yeah. with the, and I think and I I want to talk to you about this, especially because I think in terms of all the social media platforms, TikTok is, I think, by far the most. Well, Facebook is also doing some interesting stuff. But um, I, I think TikTok, well, one, because it's so new. And and two, yeah. just the effect that it's had. It's it, it's fascinating to me. I hope someone does, and they probably have already done it, some type of study on the effect of it or, or, or some of the ways that it's changed the world. But one thing that I, I wanted to get your take on was, I guess, meme culture, in, in a way, is the best way to, oh, to kind yeah. of dub it. And that's been around for a while. But I think TikTok has really like put gas on on the fire that was meme culture, <laughs> the dumpster fire that was meme culture. And um, that everything is memeable. Everything can be twisted into a joke and everything can be kind of transformed into something that it wasn't originally, right? Like you can take things out of context yeah. so easily. Does that ever, do, do being on the platform, do you ever see that working to the detriment, or, or does that ever bother you that things kind of become memes so quickly? It's almost nothing serious, or nothing's taken serious in a way. I feel like on on certain platforms, um, TikTok especially. Uh, do you do you th- agree with that or, or no?
0: Um. Yeah, I can say I can agree, especially since. TikTok is so different from Vine. Like Vine, I remember had Vine. Oh, my God. <laughs> you had to really forgot. be original with Vine. No, I will never forget Vine. That was the best era oh, of High school um, Vine. Oh, great time. <laughs> yeah, it was different. And it was like Vine honed in on being original. You could not remake the same yes. video twice. Yeah, like, very I mean, true. You could not do that. Very true. You could not do that on Vine. Like It was completely like you're a thief. That's copyright trademark. Don't do that. TikTok is a little weird because... Mm-hmm you can take one sentence from somebody's tiktok and rebrand it mm-hmm. into like 70 different concepts now while i think that may be hilarious i think it has a two-part effect
1: and that's where the audio cut out <laughs> unfortunately i i hate when that happens during a podcast where a guest is about to make a really good point and then the podcast just dies but unfortunately virtual remote podcasts are a little finicky so we we lost a bit of what Nala was saying here but we did get restarted i will warn you that the audio was a little distorted for this last half of the podcast ish um so bear that in mind but hopefully you can still extract some of the value of the rest of the conversation Nala and i had uh so back to the show
0: TikTok takes things a little too far sometimes. Agreed. Especially the audience TikTok has generated where it's like not only just raw material, but like people are like they don't hold the hate comments back at all. Like, yeah, true. And that's tough. And that's like the twofold point I was saying. Like, one, TikTok takes things a little too far. And two, TikTok's audience also takes things too far. Like, even if something is not, I think, over the line, I think somebody's comments and like push it there and the next thing you know it's a long drawn out like situation
1: and next thing you know that becomes a meme <laughs> yeah yeah and you next know? You
0: know, everybody's dragging you for like you know whatever happens yeah. but luckily i think i'm i think i'm safe right now
1: Hopefully. good well that, that that's a plus yeah. um <laughs> and do you think and this is also something that i think just when I think of someone being in, in your position, you know, having a lot of other things to do and then also balancing a, a social media kind of career or, um, or activity on on the side. And obviously that is somewhat time consuming. Do you ever find yourself being somewhat drained by social media or feeling, wow, I'm on this app all the time or does does that ever kind of bother you or, or get old to you or, or, or not so much?
0: Yeah. Sometimes I like tell a lot of my friends, I wish I could delete Instagram and everything, and just have like a break. You could, I could, (laughs) but like it—it'd probably be really bad for engagement because once you do that, like it's really hard to get back up.
1: But absolutely, yeah, it would be.
0: A little bit. It's kind of a twofold thing because I feel like a lot of people think they know what's going on in my life a lot of times, especially like now I'm like a with me That's so small. Like people think they know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I have a life outside of what I put on social media, and I'm a firm like I put what I want you to see, I put what I want you to know, but you have no idea what's going on behind closed doors, kind of thing. Especially with yeah. loss. So that being said, like yeah, especially Instagram, like I get completely drained from Instagram. I know, like Instagram is like has always been toxic in a way. Yeah. Especially since like it's less fun. That's why I think it's hitting this plateau where it's like only cares about the aesthetics and not like how it started out where you could just be real. Now it's like aesthetic brand deals add. and those are fine. I get it. It's a great marketing tool, but like at a certain point I, I don't care for the aesthetic.
1: And uh, for you and in, in in your opinion, what, what would you think? Let's take, let's take TikTok since that's the newer platform that's somewhat malleable and, and hasn't been going on for you know a decade plus like some of these other ones yeah, true. What, what do you think what would you like to see like in your perfect world if you're the empress of the world and you can change any social media platform you want to, to to be to your specifications what would you adjust about TikTok to make it better and to make it more of i guess a positive social media ecosystem what do you what do you think a platform like that needs to be to be better
0: Honestly, and I feel like I don't know if it's going to happen with TikTok or with whatever overtakes TikTok since like mm. know, it's not in the metaverse yet. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um honestly, I think there needs to be like an equalizer in the algorithm. I have always been a black creator has to work way harder than any other creator on any platform.
2: Sounds normal. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that being said, is there a way to like Equalize the algorithm in some shape or way or form, so that like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I also TikTok's weird, and like that's what I think about the memeable thing, like taking a sound and making your own. Hmm. There
2: are
0: like there's original content on TikTok that I think doesn't get a chance to thrive because other people take it for more popular, as opposed to like male black creators who create it and don't get their credit. So. It it sucks. If I could, if there was a way to change that, but love it. Is it profitable? Probably not.
1: Fortunately, profit and social good never seem to go hand in hand.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> capitalism isn't about you know altruism.
1: So yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but to on the flip side of that though, and something I think that was um, a driving force between b- b- uh, to, to have me follow you for one and then also prompt this interview. I think you, <laughs> it's, it's not like you're a superhero, but I think you use your platform and your powers on social media, if I can hyperbolize it like that, for good. I, I think you post a lot of motivating things. I think you post a lot of positive things. I never really see you decrying anything or, or, or making any kind of comment that would put someone else down, I guess. It's, it's all very positive and it's uplifting. And when it is something dark humor related, it's usually aimed back at yourself, funny enough. It's not anyone else that you're poking fun at. Is that a conscious choice that you make with your with your content or is it just, that just happens to be your personality? Or is that something you really try to, to, to regulate and hone in on?
0: So I guess a little bit of both. I guess part of my first like they always call me the optimist at school. Even like in really bad situations, they're always, like, Yeah, we all fail. And I'm like, okay, but we fail together. Team. There you like, go. There you it. go. Put the <laughs> hands in. And guess what? We're gonna fail tomorrow. We got this. And there's a dark hair. Oh, goodness. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they they call me the optimist at school and it's it's really because I do trust me, I, I as much as anyone wanna be like I hate life, life to blah blah blah. Especially
2: but, right like, now, yeah. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> But I think like there's almost like there's only so much negativity that you can like just continuously push through your life. Absolutely. And as somebody who's already like at the borderline of just hating and detesting social media and the promotion of being like of bad qualities, like and I think TikTok does that a lot, where it's like it's okay, like there's nothing wrong with depression, obviously everybody's but you shouldn't promote people to like find reasons to be depressed. I think there's a better effort to be made in finding reasons to like, what are you grateful for? You may not, there may be many things that you want, but like, what are you grateful for right now? Like, did you, did you eat breakfast? Are you grateful for eating breakfast? Like having a couple oranges or something? And I feel like that's kind of a conscious choice that I make a lot of times. But it's like, yeah, I, I love to complain. I love to complain. I have a lot of things to complain about. And I'm sure everybody who follows me and views my story and views my content has plenty to complain about too. But I think there's nothing like seeing like a positive quote or just something funny that could really like lighten the day up. It was like, yeah, I was having a really crappy day. I got splashed by water, but like, just one meme I saw that made me chuckle a little bit, even though I didn't really want to. So <laughs> yeah. it's just a conscious choice. I do. I've always been that way. But like, I like to be cognizant. Like, yeah, I would love to post this breakup quote. I would love to. Yeah, but who wants to see that? Like, I don't want to see that if somebody else were yeah. posting it. And I think there's no reason to put other people down, especially on platforms. I think that's just like, I'm a very much so anti-bullying kind of person. It's like, if you wouldn't make fun of it on yourself, just make fun of yourself. Like it's fine. Don't yeah, think it's- use yourself as
1: the butt of the joke rather yeah,
0: than- Yeah, and it's fine. Cause I do that all the time anyways to like get people to laugh. Like I'm not necessarily putting myself down because like my confidence is like on a 20, but like-
1: <laughs> On a scale of 10, I assume?
0: Yeah, yeah, it breaks the scale. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that being said, it's like, it's okay to laugh at me if you're not feeling too great. I laugh at myself. I literally ask myself every day, like, why am I like this? Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of both.
1: Interesting. And, and yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's. Uh, suffering is kind of ready made. Art, I guess, in a way, or ready-made content or or negativity and things like that is very easy. It's low-hanging fruit, I guess, is the best way to to yeah. categorize it. Something that's negative, something. I think one thing that's popular, and, and I'm not really on TikTok. I think I made an account, but I don't really use it. Um, <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> I think right. that's, I think it's a it was a positive choice, but I do have a lot of friends who send me videos and TikToks and whatever, whatever, um, for whatever platform, and they're. Oftentimes it's what things are going wrong in the world. Why is World War Three about to break out? Why is, you know, X, Y, and Z not going to go well? And while I think a lot of times those are valid concerns, I think the, the pace that social media can give it to you is, is sometimes too much for the brain to handle. I feel like, you know, if I, if I was hearing about impending doom, maybe every other day of the week, okay, fine. But having it kind of force fed to you, I guess in a way, um, is, is. I, I can see how it can get exhausting. And I think it does exhaust a lot of people. And one thing with TikTok that I thought was interesting um, that, that I heard someone else say, and I, I, I think I agree with it. It's kind of like YouTube in a way that it's, you go down that rabbit hole of discovery yeah. of video after video after video after video. And once it, it learns that those are the things that are going to get you say, just suggest more of that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what makes it more potent um, or more instantaneous, whatever, than YouTube is that the video is a lot shorter form. And the content is a lot more in your face, I feel like, and and faster. Um, so it's easier to share, and it's easier for it to just build on itself and and continue um, just rolling down the hill, really. So it's I'm not sure if these were features that were built in there to to have things work out this way, but yeah. it, it, it does work out that way oftentimes. So it's it's I I really think it, I I really think there needs to be some I don't know some some kind of similar to what you're saying, uh, some type of adjustment or or regulation, but I I think it's up to people, I guess, to regulate these these platforms for themselves because they they really can be harmful. Honestly. Yeah,
0: and I that's why I always tell people like I, one of my friends was like I know an influencer I was like I don't want to think of it like that like I would, uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I hate that word I'm a content yeah. creator I'm cognizant of the content I'm producing if I'm making yeah. like a dark satire some sort of satire of law school i always conclude in my caption i just want you to know this is a joke like yes
2: yeah. um,
0: <laughs> like humor this is a joke if you are like actually hating law school feel free to reach out to me and i have a lot of people who do dm me off tiktok and like i like i saw your video i took it a little bit but like is it that bad and i'm like it's not that bad it's just as bad as any other schooling would be so mm. um you just have to be cognizant of what you're putting out i think a lot of people just get caught up in like the idea of getting views, as opposed to like who's, who's viewing. And maybe that's just, I view it different as an adult, as opposed to like somebody who's just not capable of that yet. I was just telling my friend, I was like, people love negative news. It's true. People love negative news. Negative news spreads faster. Everybody knew, like if I were to take some like cases, everybody knows about the injustice of Breonna Taylor and, you know, the whole legal aspect of that, but nobody like really paid much attention to the fact that like, Ahmaud Arbery's Killers Got Life. And just just like the spread of that information was like very limited. I feel like it wasn't like plastered all over social media in the way of like injustices were. And I very rightfully so. Like I both get, you know, should get equal screen time because they're, you know, both very important. But I was telling you, like negative news spreads faster. When people know something bad's going to happen, it's going to get shared more as opposed to like good Yeah. Stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's so funny because you would think okay well the positive things are positive we want to feel good but i i, I don't know i guess that it's, it's some type of i, I don't know it must some, be some type of psychological thing that yeah. negativity is just somehow more interesting and it, it, i guess it it promotes some type of more visceral emotional response that just kind of continues that that loop for us but and you touched on something else i wanted to to kind of commend you for as well that i, th- that I think is interesting i'm not I guess this is more of an assumption I make and we can see if you can confirm it. But to me, it seems like you're very active with with the individuals that follow you. Like speaking of like you know, people DMing you or people um, reaching out to you about certain things, you seem receptive to it. And I I think I've witnessed that firsthand that I've commented on things that you've done or, um, you know, asked questions or, or, or just small yeah. things like that. And you do seem very receptive, which is cool. I, I think a lot of creators are the, the people that follow them are just numbers. They're not really people i guess
0: not to think of it that way because in my mind i would love to like i don't i wouldn't love it because it'll make me feel a little weird and awkward because like (laughs) i'm in my mind a little old nobody who's just i'm just me um but i would love it to be like oh i follow you on instagram in public and i'd be like oh cool 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 like is there anything i can help you with kind of thing like i Mm. pay attention to my engagement a lot just because for one i am a big like let's not gatekeep resources, especially in the legal field. Like I would love to funnel as many people through the legal field as possible for diversity purposes and just for like, not just diversity and identity, but also like thought. Cause yeah. Lord knows this, this field needs it. So <laughs> <laughs> that being said, yeah. yeah, I really do pay attention to like polls and stuff, especially because I'm not asking people how their day is for engagement purposes, I'm yeah. asking because we're in the midst of a friggin' health crisis and I need to make sure people are okay. And yeah. you can never know where a conversation can lead to. Um and how you can be beneficial to somebody's life. I had a pre-law mentee tell me like little interactions people have with people they have no idea, like that can be impactful for their life and they may look back on that interaction and it may have been like something just as like normal to you as opposed to like something so grand and impactful to them. So I really do try my best. I feel like they're there for a reason. Hopefully, they're just not. Obviously, there are people who just watch.
2: Fine. Yeah, right. right.
0: <laughs> I mean, I get it. But then there's obviously people who are like trying to use the platform in a different way. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for as well. Like, it doesn't have to just be pictures and memes. This could be. A cooler LinkedIn
1: for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> LinkedIn is getting pretty cool. Um, I, I was thinking that. The, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I was thinking that the other day. Of LinkedIn is starting to feel more of. Up- like, more of a social media platform now than it did, say, four or five years ago. Like, four or five years ago, I feel like LinkedIn was just fairly businessy, straightforward. Now people are kind of having fun with it. There's a lot of professional humor on there, which I think is kind of interesting. I don't know.
0: I get it. I mean, obviously, as an active LinkedIn participant, I I see it. I see it. But I think of LinkedIn like I think of Facebook. Like, I'm connecting with Mm. my boss on here. Okay? (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. You're not going to... Send not your boss a me meme. yeah
0: unless i'm in the <laughs> office and like we're face to face i'm like you want to see this meme on my phone i can show you that you have no record that i you. oh so
1: you I, would I, show I, them the meme but it would just be in person yeah yeah, yeah. okay you got touch you. touch the waters first you <laughs> don't want to get too close just yeah down that's, down <laughs> that's true that's true there's those, there's individuals that might not take uh too too kindly to that but uh and I'm, I'm glad you said this it flows right into another thing i wanted to ask you which was the pandemic i guess is the you know, the giant elephant, I guess, in everyone's room that we're all just kind of living with at this point. How did you, because as a creative person myself, I definitely struggle with this. And and I always like to ask creators this. How did you keep up with your creative energy or motivation during that period of time? Uh, you know, during lockdowns, during the, the, the spikes and waves of, of different variants, things like that. How did, how did you keep yourself motivating, motivated?
0: I guess. Um, I guess the pandemic had a pretty positive effect on me, and that's like weird. Oh, nice. Say, because as somebody who's constantly busy, you're not ever like literally sitting down, networking, yeah. school, work, repeat. So being at home wasn't something I had done often. But yeah. the fact that the world has shut down and shut all of that down, in a mm-hmm. aspect, it was kind of like, now I have all this free time, and I'm a busybody, like, what do I do? And it kind of was just like, all right, run through the closet. What are we wearing? Let's move mm-hmm. to the living room. Come on, let's show off. Like, <laughs> And that's kind of what happened. I think I reconnected with myself a lot better because I wasn't sitting down a lot and kind of like reevaluating myself. And I think I got like really realistic with myself during the pandemic. Like, I'm exhausted. I need to slow down. Like, yeah. the world has shut down. This is great. Everybody's in the house with me. <laughs> So that's kind
1: of how it it, happened for me. Yeah. And that's I I can definitely see that as well, that the the flip side of some people, they didn't need a pandemic, but they did need some of the things that a pandemic by proxy provided, which was a break staying inside a break. Exactly. I I remember when in 2020, when it kind of first started, I think for a lot of people that was the longest vacation they've probably ever had in their lives <laughs> you know and it's not a vacation it's more of a stay home or die type of thing but it's 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 strange the i guess somewhat of a therapy that time period was for people so i know i can definitely i can i can definitely understand And i'm glad that it, it ended up being a positive for you
0: yeah i mean like when i think about 2020 pandemic i was actually on mm. I had just had a really bad ankle injury. I wow. was constantly okay. like moving. School was ramping up. I was trying to graduate, and when the yeah. pandemic hit, it was kind of like everybody sit down. And I, there's no strain on you like mental and bodily strain. Yeah. Like, I'm already this busy, and I'm not afforded a break because I'm just not well. But the world shut down on me, and it was kind of like now everybody has to do what I have to do. And nobody knows mm. my ankle's broken anymore.
1: <laughs> the pace the pace got, it like, turned to a level playing field. Everyone yeah, was going literally. the same speed. And yeah.
0: it was like, nice to sit there and one, recover, obviously. And uh, yeah,
1: I, I hope your ankle's okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we're in a really good shape now. But good, good. one, recover, and then, like, get back in touch with myself. Like, am I supposed to be doing this much work? Where was that part of me that I love so much? Like, where is it going? You know what I mean? Mm.
1: Yeah, definitely a lot of internal inventory i guess was was done i i think if you but interestingly enough i, I think people use the pandemic in very different ways that, yeah. that free time that is some people took the time to do some self-reflecting and evaluation because they you know they they didn't really have much else better to do and it was a perfect time for another people decide to to squander it or use it productively in yeah, other ways i yeah, guess yeah. Either, either side of it um the the squandering folks I, I that kind of made me sad to see. But hey, <laughs> is there a time you can do with it as you please. Yeah, um,
2: I guess. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing now coming in twenty twenty one, because it's it's obviously still going on. Nothing not that much has truly changed to a certain extent, but now that the things are kind of ramping up regardless. It's like the the world stopped for a year, but it's not gonna stop for two years, I guess, in a way. Yes, it's weird. decided that, We're yeah, yeah. That. yeah, it is. It is when you sit down and, and, and break it down. So bringing us not to current day, how do you keep up with all the things that you do on the day-to-day now? Because classes are ramping back up. Life is kind of ongoing now. Uh, uh, does it ever get tough to, to juggle?
0: Zoom uh, court, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think, would have if I kept at the same pace that I was going pre-pandemic but now I'm an avid no-sayer not a yay-sayer but like no like I'll just say no like I don't want to do it no I don't want to go to that networking event no I don't want to drink drinks that I don't like and I don't want to eat cheese that's disgusting like it's not even my kind of cheese like I don't even know what you guys are serving like
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can't you can't do cheese like that that's
0: uh... not all (laughs) cheese Cheese they serve at networking events are just not,
1: you know. Oh, okay. What type of cheese do they serve at networking events? They
0: serve like white Americans. Why would I yeah, want okay. that? Yeah, I'm here to eat weird. goat.
1: <laughs> gouda. I am here to eat goat. Nyala
0: 2026. <laughs> oh Go and gouda, please. Go with gouda. <laughs> like the least do. Up the budget here, okay? Yeah, I just please. don't know a lot. Like obviously, I I I think I told you like everything in the planner is law for me. That's how I kind of keep track of everything nice but if it's not a necessity it's not needed no more it's kind of how i see it like
2: yeah
0: zoom court stuff like when i do trial stuff like that's needed in a way in my brain because i enjoy that but Mm. i'm not in the mood to do unnecessary things just for the sake of them now because like it might just be because of the position i'm in as well because I've hit that Pete. If you hear coughing, that's my old dog. But <laughs> I love Cody. little old Cody.
1: Cody, he's he's also a frequent member of your your social media. Oh
0: man, cool. and let me tell you, he has his own fan base. Like it's I was crazy.
1: gonna say, maybe he needs his own page. He <laughs> at does this have point. one.
0: I'm just not really good acting with it. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> because I feel really bad subjecting him to a camera every two seconds. And true.
1: Just let I him be like, a dog. yeah, it really
0: it really was not beneficial to him. A lot of people were like, "I thought he was more interesting in person." And I'm like, "No, Cody is very boring." Um, Leave him alone. Cody's very high vibe. I'm going over there, like he's his own person. So good, yeah, good, yeah. For, good for him. Good for <laughs> Cody. Yeah, good job. Like he's been like that all his life. It's really really off putting, but um, <laughs> <it's> strange. <laughs> but I, I just I just say no a lot. Like that's kind of how I keep that with things. Like obviously I've found out. Naturally, because of law school, like that's just a natural feeling to be in stress and exhaustion, but it's stress and exhaustion for things that are necessary and not like unnecessary things. Like,
1: Yeah. And I, I think one positive benefit, if, if people took advantage of it and did that, you know, the self-reflection and stuff like that, is that you realize the temporary things and the non-temporary things in life yeah. what you should be paying attention to and what really matters. You you can kind of get your value alignment into a better into a better place if you actually sit down and think about things. And I, I definitely agree with that, um, that that piece of advice or that tip to to kind of well one say no more. I think no is a great thing <laughs> personally. Yeah, there's,
0: there's nothing wrong with it. Like I think people yeah. aren't used to hearing no. Yeah, I think that's the thing, like people, especially now, like when people are going back to work, I don't think people are used to like just saying no. Like, it's OK. Hmm. Like, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, everybody's hiring. You can plan and another another job.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I I guess if people I, I'm not sure if, if I guess in that previous iteration of, if, of your life, maybe you were like this, too, of people are afraid if they do say no to things or and reinforce their boundaries a little bit they'll push people away or people will be angry at them for that. And I, I, honestly, I think that's that's one thing that makes a lot of people into yes men and women or, or yes people, I should say.
0: And I was definitely that person. I'm doing events on crutches. Nobody should be doing that.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs>
0: pretty bad. And I'm in pain. It's not like the pain yeah. that's wore off at that point. It's like I'm in pain at the very moment on crutches. And yeah. I, just, I just got to a point where it's just like, mm, nope, I don't care. I mean, respect my boundaries or don't. That's a personal problem, but I've already said them. I'm not going to adjust my boundaries for anybody's
1: comfort. That's a a good quote. We need to put that on a t-shirt or something.
0: Yeah, I've said that (laughs) at every job I've
1: had. And And guess what? I'm not gonna (laughs) adjust my boundaries for anyone.
2: This one does not (laughs) care.
1: That same attitude is is good to take into a creative field or into social media as well uh, boundary setting especially and having your unique way that you're going to do things i i think and uh, from our conversation i think you'd agree with this too if you lower those or those standards or boundaries or whatever you want to call them you do get swayed by the tide a lot easier and you do get swept up in these trends that just come and go but with Social media being so impermanent, why why bother to do that? And why not stick to you, to your own things that you you believe in more so? Yeah, cause um,
0: I feel like people will recognize yeah. your values and your morals a lot better. Yeah,
1: you're like, For no sure. it's
0: okay. I tell my friends all the time, like, gifted collabs are okay, only if one I'm like trying to develop a pers- a specific relationship with a brand, but otherwise. Mm. I'm not adjusting my price range for you. Do you know how much effort it takes to make content and post? A lot. It's not just a picture. It's not, <laughs> yeah. just, like, it's not just a picture because if it was just a picture, you would take the picture yourself, but exactly. you're not. Yes. So the least you can do is respect my boundaries and like my worth or just yeah. don't. I'm sure there's somebody who would love to do it for free.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they, they get a lot of people with that for sure. And
0: I'm um, not taking on products I don't support. I would hate to promote something. And it just it harms or hurts
1: somebody. Like, no, absolutely not. And that's, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. If we could talk about that a little bit. How do brand collaborations or sponsorships fit into your whole social media ecosystem? Uh, are, do you reach out to a lot of people? Do they, a lot of people reach out to you? How does, how does it kind of get started? I mean, obviously you're not going to take on anyone you don't believe in, but. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a little bit of both. Uh, it really depends on the brand. Especially since, like, I'm very clothing heavy and, like, I'm transitioning into, like, this professional wear-esque yeah, thing, and, like, yeah. trying to normalize one natural hair is just as professional as any other form of hair in a mm. suit. There's nothing wrong with it because the legal field really wants you to put in a bun and, like, you know. So <laughs> maybe on a good day, if I feel Naila like I doesn't
1: believe in buns.
0: No, yeah, especially <laughs> not after wash day. Like, that's a waste. <laughs> so... <laughs> and especially as i'm transitioning like that's one thing yeah. like clothing is one thing but then it's like i don't mind reaching out to clothing brands and clothing brands reach out to me that's fine but when it comes to like other things like lifestyle products like that yeah. stuff, that type of stuff I'm, i bet people a lot and i get a lot of those because i feel like those brands tend to want to reach out to various creators
2: mm-hmm.
0: Because it's not necessarily about the quality of the creator for them; it's more so the quantity—how many people will see it. Yeah. And I know that, and I'm not going to use it because one, if I wouldn't use it in real life, let's be real, if I'm not going to use it in real life, I'm just not going to use it on my brand, like my social media. There's no point.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, I'm all for things that I can target towards people that are beneficial. I think I just did one, and it was like I don't know, like quick, healthy meals. I mm. eat that stuff. Like.
1: I remember that one, actually. I watched your, your short video on it, and it made me start to consider, hmm, maybe, maybe I should look into them.
0: It's actually <laughs> pretty decent. As somebody okay. loves quinoa, yep, I'm going to eat it because it's yeah. nothing but a bunch of quinoa and fruit. That's fine by me, especially if I can just pop it in the microwave and call it a day. That's something right, right. I can stand beside and, like, go, okay, I'm going to use my own discount if I'm going to buy my own next time. You know what I mean? Mm. But then it's, like, another thing to, like, get, like, a diet powder brand. That,
1: oh, Yeah. Like, slim yeah, fast yeah, pills
0: a, yeah a tea me tea you know what i mean
1: yes yes and oh, uh.
0: <laughs> i get those and i just i just say no because one they're actually not willing really to pay a lot of times
1: hmm. they're
0: usually not willing to pay and even if they were it's usually a low ball. so yeah that's kind of how i navigate it like i do have brands reach out to me i do reach out to particular brands put me on their radar at the very least but i don't typically do that in terms of like Wellness brands—they kind of just find you, especially if you're like a student s creator. Like it really, they really—they find you.
1: They're looking. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, they're on really the patrol for, honorable for people.
0: Vulnerable students, and let alone they find me and they don't realize I know contract law. So you're
2: gonna uh-huh.
1: harder. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm glad, and and that's I'm happy to hear you've had you you have that knowledge and experience because so often. As as much as creators are responsible for the way these platforms go good or bad or or indifferent, I also think creators get taken advantage of to a certain degree, um, whether by the platform and who runs it um, themselves or the brands that are trying to promote themselves on these platforms. Because it's so easy for someone to blow up overnight, right? We have so many uh internet sensations that kind of originate in 24 hours yeah and and once you get that popularity you don't always know what to do with it at first and i think that's when brands swoop in a little bit and, and and try to take advantage of you by not paying you for the exposure and things that you like that you could possibly give them um and just using you rather using you rather than actually trying to collaborate with you there's a quite a difference between that i think so I'm I'm glad that you you have the experience to know better. I guess.
0: Yeah, I always get weary when I see emails like "be our brand ambassador" as opposed to like oh, create no. content together. Because the language right there, yeah, at yeah. all, if you want to own the ambassador. It's the brand ambassador as opposed to creating content for you that you're paying me for.
1: Yeah, two two different um, spears right there. <laughs> yeah, very
0: different. Being owned or being you know on somewhat equal footing.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but but to but to end here, um, one last question I wanted to ask you. So, as you look out at your your social media empire that you've built so far, <laughs> what do you if if you were starting out all over again, would would you change anything with the way you approached it, or are you really happy with um, where you are now and and the, and the way things have worked out?
0: Man, um, yeah. I mean. If I started over, it would be very like my current content,
2: mm. which
0: is like law school, intersectionalizing with just like my regular life, like naturally just be
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Because now I feel like my audience was very different. That's built my platform as opposed to the audience I'm gaining
2: on top of it. I my think so.
0: Engagement is like crazy. Like depending on what's posted, obviously. Like I <laughs> you know, checked my numbers the other day on Instagram versus TikTok. I was like, ooh, yeah, yeah, this is not looking too hot. Uh, Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. My numbers on uh, Instagram are like 60% men and like 40% women. And I was like, Mm. man, I don't want that to switch. but
1: (laughs) (laughs) Flip that the other way.
0: Yeah, flip it. And it's like, there's nothing against the men who do follow me, but you're not following me. I am one of them. Yeah, but like, you know, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, you're not not engaging with like (laughs) this. Not you specifically. But a lot of them, like, the I was gonna
1: TikTok, say, don't, don't attack <laughs> not me. You,
0: not you. But a lot of them no, live, are not like engaging with the like, informative reels, the like stuff yeah. like that. They're like, ooh, she looks cute. Nice,
2: nice, mm-hmm. nice.
0: Life. You know what I mean? And that's fine. I mean, it works out that way. And then TikTok's like 70% women, 30% men. And I'm like, okay, women. We'll there we go. <laughs> um, so if I could start over, I would love to do it the way I started my TikTok, just like focus on this. But so yeah. that being said, like, I know a lot my numbers are that way. I wasn't this person when I first started. And it's probably going to keep changing as I keep going. Because, like, who knows how long I'm going to keep with the legal stuff. Like, being a law student and being a lawyer is not my personality. It's an aspect of my life that I, like, hone in on for beneficial purposes and resource stuff to, like, let people know, like, there's somebody who looks like you in this field and can help you. Hmm. That being said, like, who knows where it's going to go at this point, like, who knows what it's going to look like as a lawyer. I'm probably not going to be as funny, but.
1: <laughs> no, you can't lose the humor.
0: <laughs> I think it will be there. But I think as time goes on, people will care more about like seeing what a lawyer does as opposed to like law school jokes at some point.
1: Right, right. And that that's such a good point because as life evolves and as you change, your content has to change. It just naturally does, honestly. Um, and that's a good thing, I, th- I guess. It's something to be thankful for because if your content was just stale and never evolved, I don't think people would continue to be interested. For one, and I uh, that would also probably reflect negatively on hey, why aren't you evolving? Why aren't you trying to, to change things yeah. up a little bit like, and, and you challenge just this yourself? New
0: milestone of life, like what's going on in that? Like why are you still holding on to something that you don't? Even-
1: with Nyla Murray. I told you, really charismatic and a really great person to talk to. Um, You know, even though we're around the same age, I feel like she just has so much experience and just interesting wisdom to share. Uh, Like I told you at the outset of this podcast, she really puts thought into what she's doing on social media, which I think is really cool. And I think an example that I wish more creators and just more people in general uh, would follow. And I, I hope you took some value from this episode in the way you use social media, the the way you engage with other people on social media. Um, and if you're a creator, hopefully what you put out there, you just just exercise a little bit more caution a little bit more restraint (laughs) that's that's all i'm asking for um but of course Nyla's information is going to be in the show notes below this episode and if you want to connect with her and maybe even speak to her because as she was saying she's very engaged with her followers uh make sure to give her a follower on you know instagram or tiktok or wherever i'm gonna put everything down there so you can connect with her there um and thank you for listening um for my my loyal moving cast listeners i'm sorry i went so long without releasing an episode but i'm happy to be doing another one episode 61 i'm hopefully doing many more in 2022 Um, i have a, a guest kind of in mind for the next one i think they're going to be interested in doing it so it's not going to be a year in between this episode and the next episode that i can promise you um so yeah that's that's all i've got for this episode i hope you enjoyed it thanks for listening again and i'll see you in the next one